Good morning, if you're joining us online. You know, it was really hard to decide what book we should study this year, because honestly, who knows what the next year is going to hold for us. People are forecasting an economic collapse, more protests, the worst flu season ever, an election, God help us. Um, People are jokingly saying, you know, 2020, it's the end of the world, it's the end of the world, and we're saying it because there's, a, there's an element of truth there, isn't it? it? There does feel to be an, an almost apocalyptic aroma in the air. So if it is the end of the world, or if it's just a really bad year, I think this is our God-given opportunity as a church, listen, to make the main thing the main thing. Amen? Guys, we don't offer our city a service. We don't offer our city a product. We offer our city a person. His name is Jesus Christ. It's the only thing we got going. The local church, the only thing the local church has going for them is the person of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so on our second birthday, and I'm praying that it will be our 20th birthday, and God willing, our 100th birthday, we're going to go back to our priority, our passion, our prayer. We're going into just Jesus. I think that's what we need in a a season like this. The church just needs to get focused on Jesus. So I have a couple questions for you. I want you to respond to me by shouting, just Jesus. Vertical Church, what do we need in this season? Who should we follow in this season? Whose voice do we need to hear right now? What's our answer to our questioning world? What's our solution to our confused culture? What can we offer the world in 2020? So what are we going to be studying this year? Open your Bibles up to the book of Mark. The gospel of Mark is just Jesus. I want you to imagine if things got really, really bad this year in America. I mean worse than they are. What I want you to imagine if they just started butchering wholesale all the Christian leaders one by one. That's what's happening as Mark is written. It's sometime between A.D. 60 and 70, And Emperor Nero is taking out the early church. And it's bad. Nero famously dipped Christians in boiling wax, and if they survived, pinned them to his palace walls and used them as human candles. The church is being mowed down. Some of the apostles are dead. Peter was just crucified, though at his request, he he requested to be crucified upside down, so... He felt that he was not um, worthy to be killed the same way Jesus did. So he said, crucify me, but do it upside down. Now the early church is hiding out in the catacombs. And while Paul's letters are circulating, there is no written account of what Jesus actually said or did. Some ancient documents reveal that some Christians, specifically Christians who were students of Peter, went to a man named John Mark and said, Write down everything you know about what Jesus said and did. And that's how we got this book. Before we get to verse 1, I actually want you to look at the heading of your book. 
I don't know what your Bible says, but mine says the gospel according to Mark. Today, guys, I want us to meet Mark before we do anything else because there is gospel glory in whom the Lord inspired to write this book. You see, Mark was actually not an apostle. In fact, it's debated if he even ever saw or heard Jesus himself. Who was Mark? Well, we meet Mark for the very first time in Acts chapter 12. In Acts 12, we see the entire church in Jerusalem. They're meeting in Mark's mom's house, which means Mark probably came from some money. Maybe he was like a kind of a trust fund baby. His mom had a big place. I mean, think about it. All of Christianity is in a single living room, Mark's mom's house. It was a sweet digs. And like many of us, Mark likely grew up in a Christian household. There was probably prominent leaders, Christian leaders dropping by the house all the time. But at some point, he made his faith his own because in the next chapter, Acts 13, Paul and Barnabas set out for the first missionary journey and who goes with them? Mark. It's Paul, Barnabas, and Mark. And they set out and they have huge ambition. They're going to make Jesus known to the world and Mark lasts not even to the second city. For some reason, Mark bails. He flakes out. And we don't know exactly what happened, what the argument was, but it was bad. It was really bad. In fact, it was so bad that when Paul and Barnabas set out for their second missionary journey, Barnabas is like, sweet, I'll go get Mark. And Paul's like, no, no, not Mark. That dude deserted us. Don't bring Mark. And they got in such a heated uh, argument, Paul and Barnabas, the original dream team, that they actually break up. So think about it. Paul and Barnabas, they break up, not because of Satan's attacks on them, not because of Rome's persecutions, because of Mark. And it's so awkward because Christianity is small enough that everybody knows it. Mark ruined everything, and everybody knows it. We know this because at the end of Colossians, Paul says, hey, if Mark comes, remember what I told you, and you need to welcome him. You get this sense that nobody wanted him around. Hey, welcome to Vertical Church. Come on in. We're going to worship the Lord. Not you, Mark. You stay out. You ruined everything. <laughs> and you think about it, why, why would they welcome him? He did. He ruined the missionary journey. So what do we learn from Mark? Point one, we sang it this morning. Guys, if you're not dead, God's not done. See, Mark went back to Jerusalem, probably feeling like the biggest failure in the world. Mark and Barnabas, uh, Paul and Barnabas are out changing the world, and I'm back at my mom's house, just feeling like an utter failure. But do you know what he did when he got back to Jerusalem? We have several ancient historical documents say that he got connected to Peter. Now think, what did Mark and Peter have in common? They both bailed when it counted most. They both flaked out on Jesus. So Mark becomes a student of Peter. In fact, they get so close that Peter signs off 1 Peter 5 with, I send my greetings and so does Mark, my son. From a student to a son. God makes fellow failures into family. It's what he's doing right here at Vertical Church. And I just imagine Peter saying, yeah, I didn't make it long either, but let me tell you about the one who redeemed my life. 
Let me tell you about the one who changed everything for me. His name is Jesus. And Mark sat down at the feet of Peter and wrote down everything that Peter said Jesus did, and that is the gospel of Mark. And apparently they worked on this together. If you look at Peter,